hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. This is The Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Two, 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 two. And it's a Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, on this momentous occasion. Joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Jesse. Ooh, I like that. Happy oh, Tuesday. Wow. Tuesday. I was going to say, I hope you release, uh, you hold the release for 2.22 p.m. I feel like that's only fair. I think we'd get too many angry tweets if we did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And since Derek Miner is in LA for the for this recording, joining us once again from Paris, France, our associate editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey Emily. Bonjour. Bonjour. Happy two 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 Tuesday. I'm yeah, just gonna enjoy this crazy. date. I'm gonna write a whole We've bunch had a of big celebration here. I'm gonna dust off my checkbook <laughs> and write a whole bunch of checks today just so I can write this date down. I'm very excited. Um, this just happens like once in a millennium. <laughs> this is a big deal. I feel like I feel like 200 years from now, people are just going to be mocking us like this was a big deal (laughs) because they get an extra two in the equation. They're going to be like those people back in 2022. They didn't even really have anything to celebrate. They was just a teaser for 200 years in the future. That's true. You know, that's just me. I'm going to show you Killjoy, but uh, they're not going to have a zero in the mix. So right. But will their Um, will their February 22nd be on a Tuesday? Can someone do the oh, math for see? us and figure that out? See? See? We have that the Tuesday a, angle. quite the project. <laughs> quite the project. <laughs> He's just going to be flipping through his iCal calendar until he gets to over 2000, over 200, 200 years. years in the future. You're not going to believe it, too. I just saw I got lunch plans that day. So finally <laughs> catching up. I have staff meeting. With Fair. that aunt who wants to been who's been meaning to grab lunch with me. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. We talked to one of my heroes, uh, our friend, author, speaker, Santa Claus. No, that's not true. Uh, Bob Goff joins us. He has a new book out. He joins us for the penultimate. Is that no? That's second to last. The the final yeah. installment of our new you series. Uh, it's a great conversation. You do not want to miss it. Um, we also have your feedback. You guys send us in clips of cringe videos. Don't want to miss that. That's going to be a good one coming up later. And uh, but right now, stay tuned. It slices. Listen to Jay Pastel. The song is Lung. Well, today's podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life. 
which is the relationship with yourself. Taking care of yourself can look like a lot of different things, like eating right, exercising, or seeking professional counseling. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. Therapy is a helpful resource that gives you space to freely discuss and process the ups and downs of life. And BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. And right now, Relevant Podcast listeners can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Relevant. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Relevant. Okay, it's time for... Slices. <laughs> Still not used to it. Play another one. I love it. Play another one. That's pretty good. I like that. There's like some momentum on that one. I like that one. Um, yeah. All right. What do you got, Jesse? All right. Well, I know we've we've talked extensively about the Olympic Games on this podcast, um, and, and they 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 have ended, but they're they uh, a controversy that is has been getting some attention. I think is bringing up a lot of really interesting issues, sort of at the intersection of uh, kind of global corruption, authoritarian regimes, uh, the ethics of sports, but also um, how we view um, race and, uh, you know, issues with different substances. And um, the story starts off with uh, uh, findings, the the revelation that a 15-year-old Russian figure skater named Camilla Valiva uh, had actually tested positive for a performance, for, for a banned substance that is a heart medication that can actually, is shown to uh, potentially enhance athletic performance. Now, uh, she tested positive for this drug just a few weeks ago, back on in late December at a competition. Um, she has since been found to have tested positive for a couple other heart medications that aren't banned, but sim- seem to lead credence to the idea that this was performance enhancing uh, in its in its uh, sort of desire that she had taken this banned substance. Now. Um, she kind of went back and forth on different reasons. Like she, she had said it was a mistake and that maybe she had actually taken her grandfather's heart medication or something. But either way, the significantly, the IOC determined that it would be unfair to suspend her for the games despite testing positive for performance enhancing drugs. Now, they've given a couple of reasons, including her age, and said they want to kind of uh, take more time to, to kind of investigate this case. We'll make a decision later. But uh, that's kind of unprecedented that an athlete uh, competing at the Olympic level gets a pass for uh, using a performance enhancing drug. Now, I'm not saying this as an indictment on this. This is a child. She's 15 years old and is is an athlete for Russia, a country that is known to yeah. put tremendous amount of pressure on its athletes, mm-hmm. even it, if that means and known uh, to be corrupt. Perform- There's a reason why yeah. mm-hmm. Russia's not compete didn't compete, you know, mm-hmm. like because they yeah. were suspended for corruption. It, and so, so I, that's an important preference. I, that's an important thing I, I want to note. Like, this isn't, like I said, an indictment on, on a 15 year old. Like, let's let kind of, let's, you know, I'm not making any judgments on her moral character, but it is in sharp juxtaposition of something that happened to U.S. track star uh, Shakari Richardson, who's been tweeting about this case because mm-hmm. she was disqualified from the 100 meter race in the Tokyo Olympics in July of 2021. So not that long ago. Remember, the, the Olympic Games were delayed. 
delayed. Mm-hmm. And so they were just last summer. Um, and the and notably, she was projected to at least finish in the top three. They were projecting her to medal. She was one of the top 100 meter athletes in the world. And as people who follow the Summer Olympics know, the careers for those type of athletes aren't as long, just the nature of the sport is right. in sprinting. And so this might have been, hopefully not, but could have been one of her very few opportunities to medal in the Olympic Games. And the reason that she was suspended, because she was have found to had recently tested positive for cannabis, specifically the psychotropic, um, uh, you know, kind of ingredient of THC, which is banned by the, uh, you know, the IOC. And she she made an apology for that, but she also said that, you know, her mother had recently died and she was taking it to try to calm anxiety and panic attacks, you know, following her mother's death. Um, and it should be noted that uh, THC or cannabis is not considered a performance enhancing drug mm-hmm. by most uh, uh, people who, who follow uh, athleticism. <laughs> In fact, I think it would actually have quite the opposite effects opposite effect, for, yeah. for a sprinter. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Shakari Richardson tweeted this. Can we get a solid? And she tweeted this to the IOC, and it's been getting a lot of attention. Can we get a solid answer on the difference of her situation and mine? Uh, and she's referring there to the Russian figure skater. Uh, my mother died, and I and I can't run. Um, my mother died, and I can't run. And I was favored to place in the top three. The only difference I see is that. I'm a black young lady and uh, I don't necessarily, I think her um, observation there is very fair, especially when you look at um, not just in, in the Olympics, but also in the criminal justice system, how, um, you know, different substances that, um, you know, are, can, I mean, now I feel like pot is, is everywhere, but when you look at the history of the war on drugs, it's not just with pot or, or cannabis. It's, there's a lot of different drugs that laws were passed or, or, and I should say laws were enforced specifically targeting specific uh, communities often uh, were th- that were communities that were predominantly people of color. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, what the issues that that she is drawing attention to is bigger than just the Olympics. But I also think the Olympic, uh, the, the IOC, who controls all the rules, has something to answer for here because it does seem like pretty stark hypocrisy. Well, I think like. One of the really interesting things about the Olympics is we kind of talked about this because each country or they kind of get this world stage every couple of years. Um, and a lot of these countries we may maybe don't know a lot about or something like that. Um, I think it is exposing a lot that there is still progress to be made when it comes to uh, racism that, you know, I think there's so many people that still think like, it's gone and it's like, well, no, it's, it's still present in subtle ways. And this is a really good example where, um, like you, I mean, like you explained, you know, she had, I would argue more valid reasons to take a drug versus, you know, just a girl who was probably pressured by coaches. And, mm-hmm. um, it is really frustrating that, you know, Shikari was punished for this because she, like you said, like she doesn't, she might not get this chance again. And, um, it is really frustrating. So, I'm glad that she spoke up about it because I would be frustrated too. And I don't, but I don't know if I would call out the IOC, but you know, it's good that she's speaking about it and asking those tough questions. Yep. All right. What do you have, Jamie? Okay. Well, this um, story is kind of bizarre, but maybe not if you are familiar with this pastor. Uh, I actually was not familiar with him. And, um, but here we go. A pastor in Tennessee, Greg Locke. You guys follow him? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. And I also know about some espionage that's happening at the church. Uh, a lot right of now. it. Yes. And I would like for you to dig in, please, because mm-hmm, I find mm-hmm. this story. Okay. I don't know about this story. Greg Locke, though, unintentionally very controversially hilarious. would, would very you know, speak out about well, Trump and, and conspiracies and stuff from the pulpit. COVID, all the things. Yeah. 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 Uh, Clark, how about you just play a little clip real quick that's going to oh, sum no. this story up? Oh, no. This oh, is him boy. preaching on Sunday. Hmm. We got first. And last names are six witches that are in our church. And you know what's strange? Three of you are in this room right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's dancing. So he, he is claiming that um, he has been told that there are six witches that have that have come into his church. Here's here's the deal. He said that they have revealed the names of a group of a full blown spell casting witches who have been sent to infiltrate his church. <laughs> Listen, he says he's got first and last names. Two of them are in his wife's Bible study. He said he also warned them, do not make a move during this sermon. <laughs> he said, you so much as cough wrong and I'll expose in front of everybody under this tent, you stinking spell casting pharmacia, devil worshiping a mongrel. This is what he said. And then his final thing was, he said, hand to God in the name of Jesus. If I'm lying, if I'm over exaggerating what I'm trying to tell these people for the purpose of clicks and likes, may I drop dead preaching on this platform, having blasphemed the power of the Holy Ghost in front of everyone. And then, he, and then he dropped Bold. dead. That's the story. Okay. Just no, okay. he's still alive. Can I be honest? You know, accusing people of things that, uh, you know, unproven, especially for from the stage to me, you know, this seems like one big witch hunt. And right. I just. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, <laughs> no, yes. literally, this is a witch hunt. What yes. is happening right now? Like, I, I mean, this, if anything, this just exposes like the overly, you know, not just sensationalism and just like. Uh, you know, let's say there are, <laughs> let's say that there are individuals within this congregation who are secretly practicing witchcraft. Um, I don't think that is something that needs to be announced from the stage and, and everyone looking at their neighbor to determine who's the witch. I mean, this is literally going back to puritanical, mm-hmm. misogynistic, yeah. um, uh, weaponizing yeah. Yeah, of, of fear right. to control people with within your power. I mean, we've been through, the church has been through this. Like, uh, 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 it did not end well for the people accused of those accusations and ultimately the community that, you know, allowed them to perpetuate. Like, it was massively destructive and the fact that we're seeing this, I know we're all kind of making a joke because it is funny, but (laughs) it's also disturbing on a level that it's like, we're reverting that far back into, you know, just profound mistakes within the way the church has been permitted to operate and not only, and you know understandings of, of theology that is kind of disturbing for someone with that big of a platform to to suddenly go back to the to the Salem Massachusetts of right. you know the late 1700s or whatever also, he said, which I think is so dumb. He was like, I mean, the whole thing is dumb, but he was like, if you come and you tell us who you are, I'm going to give you a broom myself and you can fly yourself out of here. Like who actually sits and listens to that and thinks, oh, he's hearing from the Lord about giving out brooms so witches can fly out. He had, like, there's, just, a cu- there's some women in the church that criticized him or just weren't doing the thing that he wanted them to do. So he's saying that they are, you know, do you remember that old Southern preacher who, who the clip went viral a few years ago where... He started calling out the 
the rebellious young people up in the sound booth, like during the sermon. Yeah. And then he like walked yeah. into the crowd and like there was a couple sitting there and he like called out the young man because he wasn't tithing. And then she no. didn't even attend church regularly. And like he just was like going around calling out everybody's business like during the service, like in an effort to control everything. You know what I mean? Like to like, you have to abide by how I want you to abide to attend this church or else he's going to put you on blast. It feels like that if, from Greg Locke. It does feel know? like that. Yeah. What if he just randomly had to go to the bathroom and you get up right when he starts this thing he's and like, then don't even move. To the don't even move. That's she's what like, I was thinking when he's like, don't yeah. make a move. And it's like some people yes. just, they need to like readjust or something. Like their back yeah. hurts and they need to <laughs> change. And it's like, well, you're My, a witch now. I have the Sorry. Worst you're a witch. Yeah. This witch got an itch. That's why I moved. Okay, Greg? Just, I was an itch. I'm not raising my hand. I'm not a witch. It was an itch, not a witch. Um, it's an itch, not a witch. But I, yeah, I've had a curiosity, like, listen to the quote unquote sermons by people sort of in his circle, mm-hmm. just to wonder, like, what, what are the messages that a lot of people are kind of hearing that attend these types of churches? And most of it is how insufficiently outraged every uh, about things the congregations are about issues that that pastor is outraged about. And it mostly is admonishing people for not being just angry enough about random issues, whether it's accusations of witchcraft or some sort of social issue that doesn't affect that church at all. You know, right. like that just seems to be the, 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 the pattern of we can either weaponize fear or we can weaponize anger or we can found, find some sort of algamation of those. And that will, you know, our church will not be known for love. It will not be, you know, instead of saying, hey, the Bible says I should love my enemy uh, or I should love people who believe differently. Uh, I Instead, I'm going to offer them a broom to fly out of here. It's just exposing yep. these type of churches for the sort of uh, reverse gospel that they seem to be more interested in perpetuating than, than the teachings of Christ. Do you remember, do you remember on The Simpsons, little Ralph? Oh, Ralph, he on Valentine's Day, of course, he did send a little Valentine card and it said, I choo choo choose you. Do you remember that? I do. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about that. About t- this is I choo choo Tuesday. Like, there's so many twos in today's <laughs> date. <laughs> That's where my brain went. All right, Emily, what do you got there from Paris? Something Parisian, uh, close, something European, but not. Oh, fully French. Uh, the Dutch. Hopefully you don't uh, need to be peeing have... during service or else you'll be a yeah. witch. Be called out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so apparently 13,000 people have said that they are interested in a Facebook event called Throwing Eggs at Super Yacht Jeff Bezos. Um, basically, so Jeff Bezos is creating this yacht that I think is supposed to be like the biggest ever made because... You know, why not? That's what the world needs right now. Um, but and they're or, dismantling it's made, a historical bridge, right? Yeah. So it's being made in the Netherlands, but to get it like out of the port, he, they're going to have to dismantle this historic bridge. Um, and, and then all they're going to reassemble it and he's paying for it. But I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. is still quite but, the like, gesture. They're just like temporarily dismantling it um, just yeah. so that he can get his boat through. And 13,000 people have said they're interested. 4,000 people said they will attend the event. Um, and they basically the premise is they're just going to take a box of rotten eggs and you just throw it at the yacht if it passes through. Um, and that's their way of kind of like, I guess, threatening Bezos that they don't want him to come through their port but from what I've seen he has to pass through that port otherwise he has his to. there's only one way out just, that's why they're taking the bridge down never yeah leave. I mean like 
Yeah, That's but the, funny. so the ship's three masts are too high for the bridge's roughly 130 foot clearance. So that's this is a big boat. Like this is massive. Um, so I mean, like they have to dismantle it. But yeah, basically the city was like, we don't want to dismantle it. I can't tell if it's because they really love this bridge or they just really don't like Jeff Bezos. But either way, that is what the Dutch people have been up to lately. Oh, well, I, I live in a town that has, t- I grew up in, in a town called Great Bridge. And it's called that because there's a giant locks bridge in the middle of town. And I can tell you that even when the intent of the bridge is to, is to open and close for very short amounts of times for a boat to pass through, people get mad. And it's like, you understand they're doing, the, like, they have just as much a right to go down the intercoastal waterway as you have to, to cross the, the, the intercoastal waterway in your car. People get outraged about bridge stuff. It's very sensitive. And if if people yell at a tugboat going through a locks bridge during lunch hour, I can only imagine the the type of just the anger that dismantling and reassembling an entire bridge would would would, would draw out of a population. You you live in an area that needs help naming things. You lived in a town called Great Bridge because it had a great had a big bridge. You have mm-hmm. a big former landfill that turned into a big hill called Mount Trashmore. Your yeah. town is called Virginia Beach. Literally, very, we're in very Virginia. Clear. There's a There's beach a town here. Clarity. I don't know. Call it Virginia Beach. I don't know. Like you By guys. Way, what? By the way, I was driving home last night and our local NPR station played a story with an update about the Mount Trashmore sledding situation. Yes. They actually found the guy who got who broke his leg and he had the spleen <laughs> injury in 1996 and they interviewed him. Okay. <laughs> Is he, so, is he this for is it? Is he for it or against it? Like allowing sledding? His stance seemed unclear. But the poli- <laughs> a police officer who was also mortally wounded on that mountain back in the 90s, he's the one leading the charge. He's on city council now. He's the one trying to get it back in action. Oh. He's saying, I will figure it out. But uh, it's a big story around here. But it, we, all I have to say is, you're right, uh, Cameron. We have very you know strong naming conventions. There's a big like kind of planned urban development near me with like big... Uh, Cameron, I think we've driven by there. It's got a couple of, I don't know, probably 45-foot uh, story buildings that kind of, you know, big, big planned uh-huh. urban area. It's called town center. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's as creative as we get in these parts. But well, if people say you go to town center. What's well, in the center of town? <laughs> town center, you know. Clearly, it's the center of town. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Bob Goff joins us. And now I'm out here walking on air. I go, I know you're right there. And even when I don't know what's coming next. Yeah, you got me you're listening to switch the song is covered well this week's conversation is part of our new you series an eight-week limited content series presented by our friends at UHSM. Every week, we've been speaking with leaders and experts on ways we can be healthier this year in spirit, mind, and body. We've been posting new articles every Tuesday and Thursday at relevantmagazine.com. And here on the podcast, you've been hearing the conversations that are part of that series as well. This is the final installment in the new you series. And what better way to end it with Bob Goff. He's the incredible speaker and author of books like Love Does and Everybody Always. He has a brand new book coming out called Undistracted, which focuses on silencing the noise around you to focus on the task you've been given. 
Bob sat down with our very own Tyler Huckabee to discuss the benefits of living a life of undistracted love and connection and how to eliminate distractions that keep us from pursuing full joy and true happiness. Here's our conversation with Bob Goff. say this is something that you've you've dealt with like feeling distracted what did that look like for you in your own personal life what was that struggle oh yeah man like i take an enneagram seven uh-huh. you know i'm just yeah. flaming like just go 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 yeah. and we live distracted that is just tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday but i think you could be enthusiastic about what's going on around you and at the same time kind of understand what's going on inside of you and so sometimes we get either so whacked out about the things going on around that uh, helicopter tragedy um was it a year or two ago um that the pilot uh got distracted by what was going on around him and he forgot what was going on inside the cockpit and so maybe thinking of that for you and I to say, like, if you're so distracted by what color somebody's hat is or how they express their faith or what their position is. And everybody's in everybody's grill about stuff that you could be distracted by coming up with a worldview that this is not a safe place. Um, uh-huh. And so I sure. don't want to feel rejection. And so what I'll rather do is fake it. And then we become caricatures. If I'm always Bob the balloon guy, uh, because that's what everybody's expecting. And then they don't get to know like a deeply introspective person too. Um, So we can have these two personas going on. There's the person that your loved ones know, and then there's the person that strangers know. And what I want to do is like kind of sync those up or understand what's going on and why, like, why is, what's that connected to? just a really fair question to ask yourself. Do you think that given things like our phones and social media, the Wi-Fi being everywhere, is it easier to get distracted now than it used to be? Or does getting distracted just look a little different now than it used to for people? Oh, yeah. Like everybody, like people are not just somebody that's like in the crosshairs. But if you're adjacent to the person in the crosshairs, then all of a sudden you're like, you catch, catch a stray. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so what you can do is walk around really afraid uh, rather than walking around really engaged. Like your mm-hmm. head's on a swivel looking for an opportunity versus being head on a swivel looking for a problem. Like what will people think if like whatever uh, one misplaced word one incomplete thought one whatever and if your worldview is that everybody's going to get your grill on this and then it's going to happen and just go like and then we start then avoiding people who have had a problem or made a really big misstep it can be a big public one or an even larger private one um Mm -hmm. and i think i just want to invert that a little bit and part of Mm -hmm. uh living a less distracted life is to come to grips with the fact that you'll always be misunderstood. I mean, they killed Jesus. What's a bad day for you? Like, it's going to (laughs) happen... 
constantly that we're misunderstood. And so what are you going to do when the anticipated happens? Uh, and I want to assume friendship and I want to uh, receive that, that I'll be misunderstood. It's, uh, it's really subtle. People will tilt their head about two degrees. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a Labrador, like when they don't understand, like, why are, why are you holding the duck? <laughs> why am I not holding the duck? Um, so to understand that, that this is going to happen and don't let that be a distraction. I'm not aiming for misunderstanding. I'm aiming for the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for clarity, but I'm not going to sacrifice who I am for clarity to a stranger. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'll just like, and that doesn't mean I have a high view of myself. I, I have just a really high view of what's possible if we fan the flames, like Paul was saying, of this unique gift that we have. And we each roll differently. So if you do something that's odd, I'm not. I'm just going to assume you're a really smart guy. You must have given that some thought. Or maybe you just muffed it like I did. So let's say kind of throw a hypothetical at you, which is probably not a hypothetical. I'm sure it's happened to to you. It certainly happened to me. You, you, you say something publicly on stage, on social media, something like that, and it's misunderstood. Like you said, people are maybe offended. They're angry. They're sad. They're disappointed, whatever it is. The, you have these two competing reactions, which is to either kind of double down, get defensive, or to apologize. And, oh, I'm so sorry. I never meant that. What, how should we be wise in how we navigate that sort of very public backlash that seems like you're talking about to always be looming over us when we speak on these issues? Yeah. Uh, part of that, there's a uh, great verse. It's Romans 12. And it says, uh, for as much as it's within your power, like live at peace with other people. And I live at pretty much at peace with other people. Sometimes it's hard to live at peace with myself uh, because you could be so hard on yourself. I should have said this or I should have whatever. And if you have a distraction in your life, you can replace it with something bigger and better. I got a school for 250 girls in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, uh, That is a bigger thing than whatever small thing is distracting me somewhere else. Um, there's a great letter was sent in uh, Peter and it said, make a defense for the hope that's within you. And I met a lot of people where faith is important to them and they, they're trying to be Jesus's lawyer and he doesn't need one and you're not sure. good enough. <laughs> so <laughs> like that idea to, uh, if you read on and it continues, there's no comma even, but do it with kindness and respect. And so when all the crazy happened in Afghanistan, we had our headmaster of the teacher go to uh, the new ruling people uh, and say, let our girls go back to school. It was like they did this Jedi thing because they said, "Okay." within three weeks of the takeover, our girls are back in their chairs. And I'm not trying to make a headline. I want to make a difference. And that's why you won't hear about that stuff on the news, because I want us to like make a difference and you don't have to go across the ocean, go across the street, go find yeah. one weird neighbor. Yeah. I got a whole block full of them. I, I'm one of them. <laughs> like find one <laughs> person that's a little off-putting or you can't dial in, bake them a pie. If they don't want it, I do. Other things, just practically, for those of us who are feeling very distracted, 
both in terms of just our day-to-day life, our spiritual lives, our relationships? What are things we can actually do that are going to help us focus, I guess is the right word, or at least be more, be less distracted? Yeah, first you got to catch up to where you were. Like, uh, oh, this is what okay. I mean. Uh, we've got a place uh, up in Canada, 10,000 square miles to our nearest neighbor. It's in the bush. And so we'll be gone for a day or a week or with all the crazy that's happened, like a year. Uh, and before we leave, the last thing we do, we take a plastic cup, we fill it with water and freeze it. We put a penny on top and we put it back in the freezer. And then when we come back a week or a month or six months later, if the penny's on the bottom and it's frozen, you know what happened when you were gone. <laughs> it thawed out, <laughs> right? You think you're getting a T-bone, you're actually getting a toxin. Uh, And so what I want us to do is figure out what happened while you were gone. So if uh, this uh, period of time with COVID was so difficult for so many, um, to say when I kind of checked out emotionally or uh, even physically from colleagues, what happened while I was gone? Like to really Mm -hmm. like not just say, oh yeah, everything's great. Uh, There's actually more to that. Um, So not be in a hurry all the time to to just get to the next thing to slow it down a little bit and again i make coffee nervous i'm like i'm always on the move um but i'm trying to just slow it down a little bit and say when i just kind of checked out of a relationship or i checked out of a uh, something that was causing me a lot of stress like what happened while i was gone because i'm kind of i just want to kind of check back in on that and then figure that out and just say like is there a way i can recreate something more beautiful out of that uh, is this a, a remodel or a teardown? Um, and then just figure out what's your next move. What's the next courageous move? And uh, always moving towards authenticity. Um, so if you're mm-hmm. fun, and I am fun, uh, you can uh, trend towards being the fun guy. Uh, and what I want to trend toward is being the authentic guy. Like the in, you have to be mm-hmm. self-aware to know like what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, what did I miss when I started stopped impressing people by whatever insert here, whatever you think is impressive. Um, and then just get real and just actually show up not as a caricature of yourself, but actually as yourself. That was Bob Goff. You can read more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. While you're there, make sure to check out the rest of the new you series that UHSM is sponsoring. You can find a link right there in the nav bar under life. You'll see new you and I'll take you to the full eight week run. And also, uh, you know, uh, we did the series to like, you know, we're going into a new year. We're rethinking a lot of things, trying to figure out how to get out of our ruts in some ways. Well, as you're rethinking things this year, if you're rethinking your health care, look into UHSM. They offer member-based programs where faithful people can take charge of their own health care. From telehealth options to plans that cover the unexpected moments in life, UHSM has something for everyone. For more information, head over to uhsm.org or contact a representative at 800-900-8476. Again, check out uhsm.org or talk to a rep at 800-900-8476. We're so grateful for their support of the new You series. It's a great partnership. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. Nervously, I, 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 we are all 
You're listening to Joy Waves. The song is We Are All We Need. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, I don't even know how we got onto this, but we asked for your most cringy videos. Oh, oh, because... The dating. The dating stuff. And then didn't we see a cringy... Oh, someone, the, cringy, the guy someone dated who did someone the Christmas who made song, cringy videos. Yeah. But he didn't know they were cringy. He thought they were excellent. Yeah. He was singing Christmas songs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got us like thinking about the wonderful world of cringy videos. So we just asked you to send us your favorite cringy videos. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Roland Podcast. And here's a few of our favorites. I, I'm just going to like, I'm going to just do it. Here we go. Uh, first, uh, jo- Joseph Fowler sent in uh, this. Uh, iconic internet video from his sweet home in Alabama. Here is the original <laughs> Leprechaun news story from local channel 15 there in Alabama. Play it. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do a look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yay? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks That's like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories. Guys, leprechauns, the leprechauns on the loose in Alabama, <laughs> witches in Greg Locke's church, What's, <laughs> hobbits running around somewhere. What else do we got to worry about? We have, fancy, oh we have fantasy creatures worrying us now. Oh, man. All right. Uh, next is Aaron Siraco sent in. That was iconic. That wasn't as cringy as it was just funny. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Aaron Siraco sent in one and said, my name is John Daker. My name is John Daker. Here's the clip. So John Daker's here. Bob Spencer, Michelle Casey, and I all go to First United Methodist Church. Oh. So John is going to sing a song that's very popular nowadays, and it's Christ the Lord is Risen Today, and he's going to do Amora too, okay? Okay. This looks like a cable access show. My name is John Daker. Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. Sons of men and angels say hallelujah. Your voice and triumphs hallelujah. Poor John Daker. Amazing. It looks like he was making up a song like as he was hearing the piano for the first time. Like he's like, you just play a melody, I'm gonna make up lyrics as we go. He's also, oh, I think he was trying to oh, his face. If like, you could, if you could envision this, the this set for the cable access, it's like a gray uh, curtain behind. It's almost like the Lawrence Welk show style, and he's standing. Is definitely a '70s video. He's standing in front of a mic stand. He's just. He looks like he's posing for a portrait. He's so rigid. He looked you know? like he was like a ventriloquist to me. Like I kept waiting for him to pull something behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> that scene. 
My name is John Daker. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's good cringe. That's good cringe. All right. Here's another here's another one. Um, The McRib girl at Santa Clarita's town council meeting. She's she it's a young woman. She's giving a very earnest plea to her local city council to convince them they should do something to bring back McDonald's McRib sandwich. Here it is. So I'll just get into it in um, in 1982, um, a boneless uh, barbecue pork sandwich was introduced to the United States and it was available for only a limited time during the fall which is uh, called the McRib but um, this year McDonald's um, they decided to give regional managers the power to decide whether to sell the McRib at their locations and apparently only 55% of McDonald's franchises nationwide have chosen to sell the McRib. I don't know. To me, like, Thanksgiving for my family without this, like, McRib is like a Christmas like without snow. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite internet videos. I my One of my friends used to have this monologue memorized because we would just reference it all the time. But she gets real and passionate in it. She has done so much research to find the McRib. My thing is she keeps saying McRib. Like That's what I thought she was saying, McCrib. Like it's my crib. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she can't pronounce it. But it's McRib, right? McRib. McRib. But she was I mean she was nervous. She was just saying McRib. Now, this is the type of political activism and discourse that I like. <laughs> you know, instead of threatening scout you know the members of a school board council for uh, you know uh, something uh, a page in a, a, of a library book or something <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you know let's get the let's activate the youths and get them uh solving all our fast food woes so she wanted the city council to lean on the local franchisee to be one of the regional managers mm-hmm. that brought in the mccrib that's hilarious yep. i uh, remember when the mexican pizza was temporarily discontinued from taco, taco bell, bell? <laughs> there was just there was nowhere we could go, and, and thanks to uh, pioneers like this young activist, we know take it right to the city council, right. even though this is far outside of their authority. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> she was wearing a tie and everything. I th- I don't think she was like thinking that this was a prank. I think she really no, thought she serious. that the local town council should lean on the franchisee. Yeah. That is, she had a whole report prepared, given the history of the crib. I'm impressed. Very impressed. Good. good for her. I was saying, I'm hungry. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm taking not what the right government's now. here for. But you know, good for her. Okay. Why, why is the McRib shaped like it has bones? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like how it's, is this? It's like, well, why are nuggets shaped like dinosaurs? Like anytime you're making the thing yeah, in a natural shape, it's like. But the thing is, the thing food. is, at least the dinosaurs are self-aware. They're like, look, we know we just mash up a bunch of meat. We're going to make it look like a toy. It's like <laughs> right. the McRib is supposed to look like a rack of ribs. Right. Missing a key ingredient, yeah. which is ribs. <laughs> and so it's it's like some kind of psychological thing they're doing. It's like if you ate a hamburger shaped like a fish and they would be like, oh, it's a surf and turf. And would be like, well, I don't know. I see what you're going for. Yeah. All right. Well, there's more where that came from. Check out the uh, replies over the relevant podcast Twitter account. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Hey, we're going to keep a good thing rolling because... You guys just scoured the entire internet for cringy videos. That's great. But as the esteemed Bishop Greg Locke reminded us this morning, um, there's a lot of cringe in the church. And so we want your favorite cringy church moment videos. Maybe 
the pianist fell down during the worship service. Maybe the Southern Baptist preacher called out the rebellious youth in the sound booth. We want your favorite cringe church videos. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts or wherever you see us post this question on the other socials as well. And we will play our favorites on next week's show. I'm still I'm still laughing at how angry he was. But that's Southern, hey, but also the theatrics. I this, mean, ain't no th- this ain't no threat. But in this church, witches get stitches. <laughs> I, I love it. He hey, if there are six, six witches six of and them. three of them are in the Bible study, I mean, you got to mm-hmm. call that stuff out. Let me let yep. me do some quick witch math for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> two plus two plus two plus two on a Tuesday. <laughs> two equal too many witches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hit us up with your favorite cringe church videos. Can't wait. That's gonna we're gonna dedicate the entire hour to that next week. Okay. <laughs> well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Bob Goff for joining us today. Make sure to check out that full conversation over in the new You series at relevantmagazine.com and all the other great content. Again, this series was presented by UHSM and we're so thankful for their support. Uh, also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk, which is presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for, or you can check it out under the faith section on our website. It's a great way to start your day. Also, check out RelevantStore.com for our great new merch, our annual print edition, shirts, mugs, podcast fan gear, so much more. RelevantStore.com. There's a great deal going on right now. Also, if you like the show, Rate it and review it wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Let people know what you think if you like the show. If you don't like it, well, why are you still listening, first of all? Because that's just that's just weird. But if you like it, go tell people. It helps get the word out and spikes the algorithm for us. <laughs> also, if you like the music that uh, we play in the breaks, uh, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist. It's uh, You can just search for Heard on the Relevant Podcast. And every week we're updating it with all the brand new freshness that we're playing here on the show go check that out oh and by the way little note uh the the internet in paris went out so emily downtown the whole place uh, i don't i don't know who to blame but someone tell me there are six individuals (laughs) that might have uh, have a little cast a little spell on this situation (laughs) we'll find you We'll well, just, I'll tell you, if Emily doesn't send us her her Wordle score, uh, that's right. We're gonna get concerned. So, all I don't right. care which way to which win. <laughs> we'll find it. Which witch? Oh uh, my goodness! I wonder if he go he I gets his sandwiches at Witch Witch. Yeah, he'd never yeah, eat I a Witch Witch. How much would you pay? I know we're running over, but how much would you pay for Craig Rochelle or someone who's just like real mild mannered, you know, and, and very and has very like noticeable kind of traditional sermon patterns, just to channel a little of that Greg Block witch energy for one Life Church. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Life Church this Sunday. We're talking about witches. We got witches. <laughs> we got witches in the app. <laughs> in the app. There are at least eight witches on the app today. <laughs> the, the, their metaverse service has been infiltrated by the witches. Oh you know? gosh. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. Happy 2222 Tuesday, everyone. For listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com 
And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. This witch got an itch. That's why I moved. Okay, Greg? Relevant Podcast Network.